Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. We are recording live for this episode at the Barnes & Noble in Maumee, Ohio, as part of the Heating Up the Holidays event. Authors joining us for this event are Samantha Gale, Jennifer Hartman, Piper Rain, Kelly Mel, Emily Silver, Dr. Rebecca Sharp, Brianne Michaels, and Janice Whitaker. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Thanks. Hi. Hi. Um, some of you have been on podcast stuff with us before. Others of you, we featured your books, and others are brand spanking new. So we are excited to have all of you here. Um, so we are just going to use this episode to get to know you, so that readers that are just listening to the podcast can discover where to start with your books and who you are as an author. Um, so let's just start, and I will direct the questions directly to you to help with answering, since we're kind of limited. On microphones in space. So we'll just start right here with Samantha Gale. Um, so tell us, what is your favorite romantic trope to read or write? Oh, definitely enemies to lovers. <laughs> they have to hate each other. That's <laughs> but, hands down. They have to hate each other. <laughs> true enemies to lovers, or can it be rivals and adversaries? I mean, I'll take it in any form, but I, <laughs> I just I want the hate smut that comes with it. So that's fair. That is fair. Uh, Rebecca, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna have to say the same. Enemies lovers with maybe a dash of forbidden. Something, okay, something is that there. everybody? Is everybody yeah. enemies yeah. to lovers? <laughs> no, Janice. What is oh, it for you? I love grumpy sunshine oh. or reverse grumpy sunshine. Oh. I love okay. that one. That's yeah. fair. That's yes. fair. Yeah. Go ahead. I could say that um, one of my favorites is single dad because I love the relationships between single dads and especially if they have a daughter. I love that. Yeah. I love a close proximity as if you listen to the podcast, you know that I am very very anti-friends to lovers. (laughs) (laughs) It is the hardest trope for me to love. Yeah. So if you as an author can make me love a friends to lovers, then you are like 10 out of 10 awesome. New goal unlocked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am the hardest on friends to lovers. I also have. So, do any of you have bookish like icks or things that um, bad habits? Because, like for me, I do not read um, epilogues. Oh. I know the gas. <laughs> Everybody gas. <laughs> so here's the deal: as an author, if you cannot sell me on your book and the HEA in the context of the story then you, in my opinion, didn't do the story justice. If you have to sell me on the HEA in the epilogue, then something was missing in the context of the book. I also do not read blurbs. You sell me on a title. <laughs> oh. So do you have any terrible things like that that you'd... I wish nobody read blurbs. I just need a trope list, like really, single dad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, touch her and die vibes in... But yeah. So literally just list out the tropes on the top before the blurb and we're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. we're Instead good. Of like you don't right. even have to. I also just need to be standalone. Oh, mm. uh, okay. Although I did read Epic. Did you? I did. <laughs> I'm a little anxious. I was going to say, are you ready to murder me? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I to follow. I need all the standalone. Um, okay, so Piper Rain, for those that don't know, are a writing duo. So tell us what, for both of you, what is your trope to read or write that's your favorite? Um, um, yeah, Brother's Best Friend. Enemies oh. to Lovers are probably my favorite. That's a good one. Yeah, I, will, good one. I do agree with you on the Friends to Lovers. Mm-hmm. It, it's a hard one for me to read and actually write sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, for me, I would say definitely Enemies to Lovers and Grumpy Sunshine would be where I 
feel most at home and it just comes easiest it comes to me. Easiest. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So does anybody, so one of the hot topics that's right now in romance is the third act breakup and miscommunication. Mm-hmm. And actually the episode that dropped this coming Sunday is all about miscommunication and how I think we need it. I think we need miscommunication. I also think we need dark moments. And I want third act breakups. <laughs> we did a whole episode about third act breakups. So what are your thoughts on third act breakups? Does romance need a third act breakup, Emily? So I think it all depends on the story. So like if the natural progression is a breakup, then go for it. But for my last release, it was more of him and trying to come to terms with his life isn't what he thought it was going to be and how he can, you know, come to terms with that. And so that, it was more of his gray moment, if you will, um, while she was succeeding. So I, as long as it works in the context of the story and it's not just thrown in, I'm good. Yeah. I'll, either way, I'm good. So I think for those that were romantic suspense, which Janice and Rebecca both write, you get off easy. Because you get the outside source that can create that third act drama. Absolutely, yes. And that, I think, is part of why I write so much suspense. Because I think think romance needs third act breakups. And I think romance needs no third act breakups. I think there is a huge readership for each. And I think there's a day within each reader for each where you don't want an angstier more stressful like are they or aren't they it's more of a well we know they're gonna end up they just might not survive that for some reason that's like stressful to me like I don't know why uh, but it is it's it's kind of nice where you're like listen we all know they love each other they're gonna be happy somebody just might get killed so right. a kidnapping yeah. versus yes, emotional trauma absolutely. Yeah. We got it yeah for we some reason some that stresses of- me out less I don't know why <laughs> What about you, Rebecca? Do you find that the fact that you write suspense and you get to use that as your kind of darker moment, does that make it a little easier? Um, yes. I feel like it's just a variation that, like, breaks it up. So, I mean, I have a lot of other books that aren't suspense, and so, like, the third act breakup is, like, very common, and I, like, love that type of, like, drama that's going to make you really feel something. Um, but then it's, you know, the suspense part of it is fun, too. Then when you have like an outside source that's yeah. like conflicting, so I like both. See, and I grew up on bodice rippers, reading yeah. the old historicals, and those always had like that big, dark, dramatic moment. The stomach mm-hmm. falls out, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like a wild ride, and that's what I want. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Do you feel uh, about third act breakups and dark moments? Um, it will. Obviously, I'm a fan of dark moments with the. The psychological thrillers that I also write. Um, I third act breakups have to be done well. I because I think we talked about this before. I don't like miscommunication when it's I'm too immature to admit my feelings. So if that's what's causing our breakup, like hard pass. Um, but uh, if it's something where like genuinely there is an obstacle that is requiring the miscommunication, I like there's a death, some whatever. Um, it, I, I like that kind of emotional turmoil. Yeah. We were recently talking to Zoe York, and she made a statement that in second chance romances, miscommunication gets easier the longer they were apart. 
So if they're high school people and then coming together again as older adults, you know, late 20s, early 30s, that time has gone. So it's hard to bring up the past. So and I thought that was an interesting take. Um, But does that make it a challenge to write second chance romances? You guys have a couple. Piper Rain has a couple <coughs> second yeah. chances. Yeah, we do that quite a bit. I think for me, I know that miscommunication gets a bad rap in romance in general, but I think that we could probably agree that in our life we don't always say what we want to say or say it how we mean it. Um, so I think that's pretty true to people in general. But I think for us, um, miscommunication is easier with a second chance because you already have your guard up with your feelings with this person because you did they did mean something to you, presumably, at some point. You loved them, and so it's harder if they've done you wrong. You don't want to fall back into that. So I feel like miscommunication or, like, not expressing what's really going on is easier in that sense yeah, because like you have more to lose. You, right? They yeah. hurt you. Well, you already been hurt at one point, so maybe your guard is up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, okay, so if... Um, if you could move to a city that you write, so a town, place you've created in your books, where would you move? I know some of you write know. in real places, <laughs> but it can be the real place. Would you move? Oh, no, I'd move to Lake Starlight. Yeah. Sorry. Same. Our, our like, long Alaska series. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a fictional town. Uh, we, um, Lindsay, one of our podcast mm-hmm. contributors, and Leah, I'm fairly certain live there. Yes. <laughs> I'm fairly certain because they talk about it. Oh, time. <laughs> Emily, where would you go? Um, <clears throat> I'd have to say, I mean, London, because I have my royal set there, and that's one of my favorite places. But I'd also say Dixon, because I love the small town and I love the Tetons. Yeah. Uh, Janice? I would move to, it's fictional, but it's in Florida on the Gulf Coast called Sweetside, because I live in Ohio, and I hate the winter. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, what about you, Brianna? Um, I would. I, I'm gonna not pick a town. I'm just gonna pick a world that I wrote in, and that would be my Hellhounds world because that like it is set. You know, like in the states, you are definitely it's urban fantasy. But I don't know, knowing that those characters and those creatures would be around me all the time. I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rebecca, um, I would pick. Uh, it's a real place, sort of but uh, Carmel by the Sea. It's in California, so yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Which one of your worlds would you move um, into? Well, definitely not my thriller. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a no. Um, I I mean, as much as I would like to go to Eternitas, um, which is like the setting for my, my fantasy, um, I don't know that I would do well there with like the whole <laughs> the whole lack of like time and it yeah that I don't know that I would be happy. <laughs> so I mean I I do have um it, my my third book that I I'm like almost at the tail end of finishing um that is actually based on a real town in Georgia where I used to live and I loved it there so I would go back there in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Got that. Um, okay, so as we all are world building, you also are building these relationships between your characters. So for you, what is more impactful? That first kiss, and we all wrote right open door, so that first kiss or that first time? What is the best part for you? Like, is it writing the first kiss or is it getting to that first time? 
Uh, go ahead, Piper Rain. Well, I hate writing kissing. <laughs> <laughs> I would say kissing. Yeah, I'd rather write a full yeah. scene yeah. than yeah, write a kiss. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I would find it difficult. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Emily? I would definitely say I like writing the first kiss because like you're building to that tension, and I, I love it when it finally comes to a head. Yeah. Uh, Janice. I would say the same because I hate writing sex scenes and I literally complain about it the entire day and send messages to everyone I know about how much I hate doing it. Uh, but the buildup, not even the kiss, the buildup, the back and forth and the tension and waiting for it, that's, that's the jam. Uh, what about you, Brianna? Um, I like both the kissing and the spicy scenes. I like writing both. (laughs) You go. I actually just finished writing a book where the the first kiss scene just, oh, it blew me away. So I feel like that, I was like, what? Okay, so what is that title and when will we see that book? (laughs) I don't even have a title for it yet. I'm still like, it's. I'm just going to let it marinate. It's all done. I'm just going to let it marinate. But it's going to be a contemporary uh like a sex club kind of situation Ooh, in there. Nice. <laughs> like, yeah, nice. the first kiss really <laughs> blew my boots off. <laughs> what about you, Rebecca? Oh, I think it depends on the story, but I would say most of the time it would be the first kiss. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Yeah, I kind of agree that it depends on the story, um, but I, I'm a mood reader, so I also tend, like, when I want something that's really spicy, like, I, I want that first scene, whereas if I'm looking for something more emotional, that first kiss can be very powerful. So so are you guys instant connection or slow burn fans? So I think for me, I like that instant connection because I want to get into the relationship. I don't want to spend a lot of time waiting for these people to get together. Get the fuck together so we can get things moving. That's where I'm at. So we'll start, Sam. What about you? Instant connection or slow burn? Can I do both? I, I, I could never choose. I It just, when they're written well, like, they both have really great qualities and can really move the story along. Yeah. So. I mean, I have thrown a Kindle. At a slow burn. <laughs> I won't tell you who's, but I have thrown a Kindle about a slow burn because we hit like pay like 89% of the book. And I'm like, what are we doing? Anyway, <laughs> Rebecca, what about for you? Um, I like them both. I, oh, that's tough. I don't know. I used to read a lot of historical romance, which I feel like is definitely more on the slow burn side um but i don't know i could go either way depends on the mood (laughs) yeah what about you instant connection let's get to it let's go yes yes Yes. (laughs) but if it's going to be a slow burn i still want there to be that instant connection but now they're just fighting it and then i'm just like (laughs) 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 Um, i think we see that a lot with enemies to lovers too because there's that connection but for whatever's in their way yeah they cannot Get over that hurdle oh, to I get to the- I love it. <laughs> Janice, what about you? Um, I like for the hero and the heroine to be, or whoever the love interests are, to be together as quick as possible interacting. They don't have to be together together, but I want their meet cute to be like 
chapter one is ideal, but chapter two is like <laughs> stretching it for me. I don't care what they're doing before. I don't, I don't care. I just want to see what they're doing together. And then after that, I want the intimacy to build. It can build <coughs> slow, but like 85%, like I need some heavy petting or something way right. before that. Something. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Emily? I am definitely an instant connection. I write instant connection. I like you do it very well. Thank you. I I want to get right down into it in the relationship. Like eighty nine percent. I yeah, that's way too slow for me. When you were saying slow burn, I was like, okay, so fifty percent, right? So I would say then I definitely prefer instant connection. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's hard. It's you know, and I know that for all of you authors, like it's the story dictates how things move, and sometimes like with. Sam, when you're writing, or the urban fantasies over on the fantasy side, you guys are world building. So that takes time and space. But seriously, seriously, <laughs> if you love me, you will get things together quick. <laughs> like, Let's go. Like, said, I grabbed a book of hers and she's like, okay, it's like chapter one. The first sentence. Literally They're like doing things, and I'm like, in, in. Tell me, tell me less. Tell me less. Because so on buzzing about romance, we do episodes called Quick Shots of Romance, which are our book review episodes. And one of the things we give in those episodes is what we call pop, and it's the put out percentage. It's the percentage of the book you have to read before somebody is putting out. So do you is that kissing? That's what I was going to ask. Mutual masturbation and heavy petting. Okay. Okay. Kiss. Okay. You know, because there can still be space between yes. that first kiss yes. uh-huh. and things moving forward in the relationship. Okay. So, gotcha. That but yeah. makes sense. Okay, yeah. yeah. That so makes we, sense. We pop. Yes. We and that's what we... Because <laughs> there's someone on Twitter that uh, uses it bangs. Mm-hmm. She's... Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. And, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, I recently picked up a book that faded to black. <gasps> and it was a romance <laughs> author. <laughs> and it was a romance author that previously... Listen to our latest quick shot is what I'm telling you. Okay. It was Lindsay and I went a little off hinge. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you dupe us? <laughs> uh, bad boys versus cinnamon rolls. Because I have very big feelings. If you listen to the podcast at all, I have very big feelings about cinnamon rolls. I think that it has become the nice label for beta men. And I don't have a problem with a beta character, but I want to call a spade a spade. Right. Stop trying to put like a squishy baked good on top to make me fall in love with him. Um, you obviously, and I know what it is. I know that a lot of women don't connect to the strong, unlikable female heroine. And so it's easy to give them a cinnamon roll hero, and then it tones the female heroine down a little bit because maybe she's a bitch, but you've got this really nice guy. And so it balances it. So I understand it. And one of my big examples is After Hours on Milagro Street by... Angelina M. Lopez. That heroine is horrible to love. But in the end, you love her. But she said when she put the book out, she's like, oh, Jeremiah is, um, he's a cinnamon roll. No, he's not. He's beta. He's beta, and it's okay. So here's the question. Bad boy or cinnamon roll? Um, Bad boy. Bad boy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Emily? I think... A little, like, the bad boy, like, he comes off as the bad boy, but he's, like, soft for the heroine. I love those. Those are good, but is in his real life, like, every day. Gotta go the bad boy. boy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I definitely like, um, my favorite is, like, he hates everybody but her. 
Like, yes. he's like, everybody else can pound sand, but I'm going to be sweet to her, but she's literally the only person I like. That's, I like that. Yes. I'm going to say I love the bad boy, but I do kind of want him to be a little bit of a cinnamon roll for me. Like, just, just a little sometimes, like maybe on Tuesdays. Like, brush your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I just want like, a little bit of, you know what I mean? But Tuesday like, of the month. Right. Yeah. Like, you, you don't have to do it all the time. 99% of the time, but on Tuesdays. Right. Yeah. Like, when you meet on Tuesdays, Tana, on you'll Tuesdays, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to like a banana bread, and you're going to eat it all. <laughs> what about for you, Rebecca? Uh, bad boys, yeah. Bad boys. Mm-hmm. Sam? I like writing bad boys, but I actually kind of like reading cinnamon rolls. Because, I, I mean, I always tell everyone, like, no, Riley from Say You Swear, he's my book husband. I have book boyfriends, but he's my book <laughs> husband. So I, like, yeah, I think I kind of read that way. <laughs> I think it's really interesting because I also think it's a little bit generational, too, for the cinnamon roll versus... Um, the bad boy? I don't know. Maybe it's such Gen Xers that grew up on Breakfast Club that are like, uh-huh. we need the bad boy. Right, right. <laughs> well, <laughs> to be fair, I also think it um, it can depend on the reader. I, because when you have, like, sexual assault victims, they're probably going to be more drawn to, like, a cinnamon roll softer kind of person. Yeah. Because that's, For sure. that's kind of what they need. Mm-hmm. So... Um, okay, so if you could invite one care of your characters over to your house for dinner, who are you inviting for dinner? We already, we agreed. already agreed on it. Our grandma Dory from like Starlight. She's the bestest. <laughs> she's the bestest. If you haven't read that series, she's like lovely and the chaotic grandma everybody deserves. Yes, meddling. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about you, Emily? Ooh, that's. That's a really good question. Um, hmm. I might have to do Layla from yours to be because she's just kind of a badass and takes no prisoners, and I love that about her. So I'm going to go with the grandma also. Um, I have a character named Gertrude who uh, back in the days had sex with Kenny Rogers. And <laughs> I want to hear the story. So that would be why I would invite her over. I feel like I have way too many people. I'm going to have to have like an open invitation. like <laughs> Open house. Yeah. Just but, host a dinner party. You know, I really, there's, I actually think I'm going to fall back on the very first character that ever came into my head, whose name was Adam. I have questions. Like, I still want to, like, why did he choose me? Like, I have Why me? Why me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What about you, Rebecca? Is there one uh, character you'd invite over for dinner? I'd probably pick Ranger. Just and what b- title is he from? He's from the book Ranger. Ranger. Yeah, um, he was sort of inspired by Spencer Reed, mostly inspired by Spencer Reed from Criminal Minds, because that poor man, right, uh, <laughs> deserves so much. Better. I mean, so uh, I think everybody who watched that show is secretly in love with yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for sure, it'd be great. How about to you, have Sam. Him um, so probably not a serial killer. I well, <laughs> that was my old job. Um, I most of my characters in Epic are actually based on real people. Um, it, a lot of them are family members, so I actually kind of feel like I do have my characters there <laughs> eating dinner with me all the time, and they just don't go away. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, well, yeah, because we talked about that in our Instagram live yeah. that we did. Yeah. That uh, the chip character in epic yeah that's based on my son who's back there somewhere and then um 
it, Barrett, who is kind of like the Gaston equivalent, is kind of loosely based on my brother, and it, my brother named him for me because I couldn't decide on a character <laughs> name. So yeah, they're they're always there. <laughs> That's so fun. So is it hard to name your characters? Yes. Oh, is that the worst yeah. part of writing? Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. We're so, so many books in yeah. now that we're like, have we used that? We'll yeah, be like, yeah, no. Yeah. And then our assistant will read it. She's like. Oh yeah, you know that is that the same person that was in this book? We're like, yeah. nope, just the same name. We'll we'll change it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a reader's the worst. Like, yeah. So do you guys you keep a list thing. of names of everybody? No, no. I do. <laughs> yeah. Because I do because my editors in my very first book, they're like, you have three characters names starting with an A and two with a B, and it's getting very confusing. So change them up. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so I literally have lists of names I've used and names I want to use. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Janice. I should have a list. I do not, which is how I have ended up with Tate number one and Tate number two. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's more, but I try to name people after real people I know as often as possible. So that way I remember it number one. And so I'm less likely to reuse the same name again. Yeah. What about for you? I really need to start keeping track, but I don't. <laughs> but And sometimes I'll get halfway through the book before I even know my characters' names. I just leave space holders like, you'll come to me eventually. Like, we'll get there. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. The worst is when you name a character, and then you're writing it, and you're like, this name does not work for them. And now you're like, yeah. Do I name them? Yep. Dude name in all caps is a great place. <laughs> Dude, Dude name. name. No space. Just <laughs> What about you, uh, Rebecca? I also do not have a list, but definitely should. <laughs> Just so you know, you're making my editor brain itchy. <laughs> I'm sitting here definitely. going, definitely, friends, <laughs> friends, friends. Let's talk. <laughs> Samantha, what about for you? Um, I actually have this really weird obsession with name meaning. So if you look up pretty much any character in my books there is some sort of significance to the meaning of their name. So it's not hard for me in that I normally start by looking in name dictionaries to decide on a name, and that's how how I pick them. Okay. So. Okay. Um, okay. So we are going to get to the end of this here. And one of the things I want to do is, because I want whoever's listening to this, to be able to quickly find you guys. So in our on-the-shelf show notes, we will link all your socials and where all the places to find you. But what I would like you to do is either share with us what is your current release or what is your next release that's coming out um, and where they can find you. Like, are you a wide author or are you a Kindle Unlimited author? So, Piper Rain. <laughs> uh, okay, we just released Claws and Effect, which is our second Christmas book. Um, you can find it wide. We're available on all retailers. Plus, you can always go to our website, piperrain.com, and see all the goodies. Okay. Uh, Emily, what's next for you? So, I just had Yours to Forget come out last month, so that's in KU, and you can find it there. Okay. Janice, and whatever, make sure you specify which right? name. Yeah. Yes, because I write, I have <laughs> issues. Yes. Yeah. So, my next release yeah. is Janice Whitaker. Uh, a Janice Whitaker book, and it's Cowboy of Convenience, which is a relationship of convenience. It comes out December 1st, and all my books are in KU. Okay. Oh, well, I'm a fly-by-the-seat-of-her-pants kind of lady, so <laughs> I have no clue when my next one's coming out, but What's I do current? have three of them coming out that will be, like, in the beginning of 
2024, and they're all in the Next Level series, so... Or spinoffs, because enough people were like, please write more. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> but my uh, latest release is the Storm of Stars duet, which is a Why Choose Dark Fantasy. Okay. And available wide or Kindle Unlimited? Kindle Unlimited. Okay. Um, so my next release is coming at the end of this month. It is a the first standalone in a series. It's called The Vendetta. And it is an ex-military MC Modica romantic suspense. Okay. Available in KU. Okay. Sam. Um, so Epic, my Beauty and the Beast retelling just came out, um, what, two weeks ago now? Um, and that is in KU. Please read it. Please read it. Um, I want to say thank you to the Barnes & Noble here in Maumee for hosting us. Um, I appreciate this opportunity so much. This is so cool. And thank you to all of you authors for, one, doing the signings because this is such an awesome event that really helps the romance community. But also thanks for sitting down with me and always being supportive of the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks, everybody. So that was super fun. I do want to give a special shout out and a special thanks to the Barnes and Noble in Maumee, Ohio for having us. It was like dreams come true yesterday. Um, okay, so it's that time, Jenny. Four. Four. It's book of uh, the uh, week. week. I'm very glad that we didn't do this live and in person and I look like an idiot. Like, <laughs> like, also, the collective gasp when I said I... my favorite part because I knew what was coming. Like, it's a toxic trait. I don't read epilogues. And everyone was like... <gasps> and some of the authors were like, what? Yep, like you shot them. I broke hearts. It was, it was very sad. Anyway, um, Jenny, what's your book of the week? I am kind of cheating. My book of the week is Bad Boy Bachelor Claws by Weston and Allie Parker because I spent so much time <laughs> trying to recall this book that I am now going to reread this book. Perfect. Perfect. See if it still holds up. Yes. You should buddy read it with Lindsay. <laughs> um. So my book of the week is Sneak Attack by Stacey Lynn. This is book one in her Nashville Steel series. And Jenny, I actually think this is a book for you. Um, it's a football romance. And it's the small town is about 20 minutes north of Nashville. So he plays professional football for Nashville, but he lives in the small town he grew up in. So kind of hometown boy okay. makes good. Our heroine is returning home after seven years. These two had a fling in high school and something tragic happened to a mutual friend and she left town broken and devastated. Um, and you have to read it, but the he's a single dad, deep connection, coming to terms with choices of your past and moving forward. And she's coming back to town because an elderly neighbor who had always befriended her, who's kind of like the grandmother of the town is dying of cancer um, and is in hospice and hitting the end of life. And she comes back to care for her. And it was phenomenal. And I'm not, I've really been in a, a slump right. and, and I'm reading these holiday romances and 
and I want to read the holiday romances because I do enjoy them, but I'm desperate to get back to this series by Stacey Lynn. And I had some digital credits and because they're wide, um, but it's absolutely been worth it. Like a thousand percent worth the money to buy them. So, um, okay. Patreon update. I would like to say thank you and congratulations. We have four amazing individuals celebrating three years in the Buzzing About Romance Hive with us. These are some of our founding members. Um, Kelly Kay and Duchess Katie from our sister podcast, Corset and Crown. She's been three years in the Hive. Carolina um, is celebrating three years. And Christina, and we always note her as Christina without the H. <laughs> She's CR. Um, she is celebrating three years in the Hive. And I cannot thank all of these amazing humans for sticking with us for the last three years, hanging out and being a part of our community. I am so grateful to have them. Um, so also swag packs for sponsoring authors for December, our golden angel and Jill Ramsauer. There is still time to join to get this swag pack. There's also a special buzzing about romance swag in this month. Um, but it will be a surprise. Um, Anyway, they go out on December the 10th. Make sure you check out our on-the-shelf show notes on all the ways to follow Golden Angel and Jill Ramsauer. Swag packs go out to Fancy Drink, Cold Brew, Queen Bee tier, and we still have fun buzzing about romance exclusive stickers, mood reading cards, and other fun things. These are mailed monthly around the 10th of the month, and we do ship internationally. This perk is mailed once monthly. So if you join after the 10th of the month, your first swag pack will be mailed the following month. Because of our amazing Patreons, we're able to bring you three episodes a week, and we are still working on our goal of 75 members. So you can plan, so we can plan our first ever book retreat. Also, if you have not joined us in Discord, you do not have to be a member of Patreon to be a part of our Discord, but we think you should join us. Um, because starting December 4th through December 15th, we are sp- celebrating 12 days of Merry Madness in Discord. And we will have a new author every night and on the weekends. And we'll have fun giveaways and all sorts of exclusive fun stuff. And our bestie Delta is going to be back and joining us. And, you know, it's always... I'm like, so- Delta got Discord. Watch <laughs> out, friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so we have that coming up and some other fun holiday stuff. And we're also, we'll have book festivus coming up later this month. So make sure you check out our website at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. Jenny, thank you for hanging out at Barnes and Noble and, you know, being a part of the podcast. You're welcome. You were the lurker in the background. I am. <laughs> I loved it. I was smiling. <laughs> um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.